Hi guys, we're getting ready to start the radio show. And today is going to be a really good radio show. And of course I'll share a little something with you. Right before we began the radio show, we had no sound. And I, well, I was asking for help, you know, a little bit of prayer. Um, San Antonio, and it didn't work, not right away anyhow. So I asked my garden angel to speak to his garden angel to get him to think clearly. Yeah. And the garden angels are show-offs. It worked. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but guys, we're getting ready to start the radio show. It's going to be great. It, it is about um, triumph over trials. You know, life is full of them. But some of us have very tough jobs and um, very tough work to do. Nonetheless, we make it through. And well, woman power. Here's one really oh, tough I'm gonna lady hide. Okay. Got it. who did make a difference in the world. 20 years serving and protecting besides her service in the army defending this country. So super excited to have her today. Donna Michaels. Oh, Bobby wants to say hello. Bobby doesn't really want to say hello. Yes, he loves saying hello. Okay, Bobby's going to say hello. <laughs> Bobby's... <laughs> Hello. Hello. We'll be right back because the song is going to start any minute. Yeah. We're not going to do the one, two, three because I already know I'm not psychic. No, it's going to be one, two, seven. Oops. We don't believe in psychics anyway. No. So it's a joke. But um, I'm wondering why it's not starting. <laughs> but I'm Time skips balloon hits on losing my mind. Tuesday'll be a doomday, this God out of hand Here, here, my family You were my familiar, you were my familiar Here, here, my friends and me You were my familiar Oh, there is nowhere I would rather be Never feel more comfortable, could never want for Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon, and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Oh, baby, thank you for the amazing. Still till this day, thank God. Some days I'm not very amazing, but... It's okay. We take the good with the bad. Our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, and our website. What if people don't have smartphones? Dumb phones, too. Okay. 
and our website godisthecure.com we are broadcasting today live from sunny miami through satellite available in 35 radios in 11 states and on sirius xm channel 131 and live on social media and soon after the show any podcast player and i wanted to thank our social media followers since we reach an average of 1 million people monthly just in Facebook alone. So thank you guys, but most importantly, thank God. This show deals with issues of life, suffering, and the tenacity of the human spirit. We provide testimonials to let people know that we're not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers with valuable information. We know education is necessary. Awareness is crucial and comfort is needed. God was my only cure since everything else failed. And we hope to be a source of healing for each other. Life can be challenging, guys. But know there's always hope because God is omnipotent. He happens to be our Father and He loves us dearly. The song we played earlier was 4 a.m. by Bastille and well this is my take guys this is what I get from it wouldn't trade my family and friends God has been really good to me it's the greatest blessing we can receive we love each other even though we disagree treating them as good as God does us is familiar Putting God's words to work goes a long way. Happiest in their company, such good memories. Amazing moments, funny too, brightening our day. For moments that are scary, we have God. For comfort, he gave us those he had in mind. Nothing better than those provided which we love. In God's world, no child is left behind. Get closer, my families, friends, and me. God provides love and peace within. In crazy times, focus on what means the most. Depend on God, not the world we're living in. Today, we will talk about the challenges that our brave police are facing constantly and discussing PTSD with our special guest, Donna Michaels. Donna Michaels has had a distinguished career from being a U.S. Navy veteran and throughout her 20 years in law enforcement. She's a very proud mom of a teenage daughter and enjoys her time with their three hysterically funny dogs. I didn't know dogs could be funny. Maybe they, should, they say jokes. <laughs> Donna, can you put one of the dogs later to say a joke? <laughs> After being diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder in 2017, she became a journey to find answers to questions she had struggled with for years. In the course of doing so, she started to journal, and before she knew it, she had written a book, Courageously Broken. In an effort to erase the stigma of PTSD, Donna hopes to not only encourage those to get help who battle their own invisible wounds, but also help the general public gain a better understanding of PTSD and not to fear those who have it. Donna, welcome to The Cure. So excited to have you in the show. 
Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Donna, first of all, thank you for your service, both in the armed forces and Navy. the... Well, isn't that part of the armed forces? Well, in the <laughs> Navy, let's be specific, <laughs> Navy. <laughs> Remember, we had this guest who says, not Army, Navy. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, your service as a police officer, that's extremely courageous. I understand you retired today. How does it feel? First yesterday. day of freedom. I mean, yesterday. That, yes. It's okay. Yeah, yesterday was my last day at work um, at my assigned position. So uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks, I'll be doing the out, process, out processing process by turning my, you know, my stuff in and all the retirement paperwork and whatnot, but I got to tell you, it feels really, really good. I feel very liberated and free. I'm excited about the next chapter of my life. You must feel very accomplished. You've made a big difference in the world, but you've also overcome a very, you've a lot of adversity and you've conquered a lot of battle scars. Would you like to tell us your story? Sure. Um, well, I came from a childhood that was uh, less than ideal. Of course, when you're a kid, you don't realize that your family is um, not healthy or normal because it's all you know. So it wasn't until I was well into my teen years and I started spending time at other families' houses and visiting friends that I saw how their family interacted and compared it to how my family interacted. And I realized that something wasn't right. And so I decided at a pretty young age I was going to join the military because I saw it as my only way out of, you know, away from home and, and to be able to be financially independent. And I really didn't have it as a, I don't know if that I didn't have a desire to go to college, but I felt like it would let me in a position where I was still dependent upon my parents and I really wanted my independence. So going in the military was a way for me to get my independence as quickly as possible. And I grew up a very patriotic um, all of my all of my uncles, grandfather, father, everybody had served in the military. So it seemed very normal to me to do that. It, the, being in the military is, is a very brave thing. There's no greater love for people than to be willing to risk your life for a stranger. And police officers do the same thing. So those are the, those are the biggest heroes in my in my book. Um, but you, you know in and that in itself, you know, it, it can be a very stressful situation. But also, as a police officer, you did 20 years. And, you know, a lot of prolonged exposure could cause about stressful situations, as well as being an Army vet, um, when they usually experience a one-time event. This is actually CPTSD. C could be considered complex or continuous PTSD. And according to one NAMI, one in four officers had thought of suicide at least once. How do we raise awareness about this? From my dear personal journey and in talking to others, um, it is about talking and about, because when, when you get into that, that place, that dark hole, you feel completely alone and you are the fear of coming out and discussing uh, your thoughts with anybody is uh, it's not even up for discussion. I mean, there's, there's, I was one of them, I know, and I know countless others, like you don't report that you're having suicidal thoughts. You don't report that you've got things bothering you because you are terrified with good reason 
that they are going to take your gun and take your badge and suspend you and, you know, everybody's going to know and they're going to talk and the embarrassment. And um, it, it's a horrible feeling. So what I did is I reached out to a veteran friend who I felt safe talking to. And um, he talked, he spent all day on the phone with me that dark, dark, dark day that there had been many dark days leading up to it, but that was, that was when it just hit bottom. And um, he convinced me that it was okay to get help, that a lot of my brothers, you know, and I worked with SEALs when I was in the Navy. I worked with guys who, you know, were, were combat veterans, and these are some of the strongest men I've ever known. And he convinced me that it was okay to get help and it was okay to talk about the things that, that haunt us. And... Um, once he convinced me of that, we came up with a plan of how I could get help without my agency finding out. Nice. So I was getting treatment for two years um, on the down low, as they say, um, keeping it a secret from my agency. And it was uh, around about that two-year mark after I was diagnosed that they passed a law in our state for first responders because they realized they had a problem with the suicide rates going up because of PTSD. Um, you know, I talk a bit about it in my book, like, you know, well, why is this a problem now when, you know, men and women have been going through traumas for, you know, many, many generations, World War II, World War One, Vietnam, and so forth. Yeah. Well, now it's even more difficult to get help because they want to pass a law that you won't be able to get um, a gun and you won't be able to defend yourself should you need help someday. And we'll continue talking about PTSD in the ranks of our courageous police. We would love to hear from you. Call us to tell you what you think. 1-866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back with Amy Cabo and The Cure. 1-866-34-TRUTH. Amy Cabo and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. Oh, upside down, I'm tiptoeing on the Lost and found a high in your memory Crossing lines and I'm gonna make it to the other side I have to chase you Oh, I speak loud but don't hear my voice Ten feet down doesn't feel like choice Hanging on to the words you say But every time I listen I just hear white noise And all I see are these flashing lights can't hold on all the passing by How many wrongs does it take to right? How many wrongs does it take to right? Daily, lately, I'm spinning around so crazy So baby, just take me I think I'm caught up in the way I feel about you I don't know how I can be so drawn into you I think I'm falling into continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back. This is Amy Cabo and thanks for tuning in. Wow, we did continue with Amy Cabo. 
<laughs> just checking. <laughs> Remember that you can listen to the radio Ooh, show. That's me. Live. Yes, please. <laughs> just making them jokes. But yes, there is a podcast also. Just look for God is the Cure, please, on any podcast platform. The song that just played was Wave of You by Surfaces. And guys, this is what I got from it. God and his promises is the only constant in a world where everything is temporary. He came to heal the lost and the brokenhearted. Protecting us from evil was necessary. Through his life, sacrifice, and blood, Jesus made it possible for our salvation. We must do our part and live for Christ, who chose us with solid purpose since creation. With God, we have faith instead of fear. We are caught up in a wave of hope. It can be difficult and we fall short. Faithfulness in prayer is how we cope. We are not meant to be lovers of this life, but eager to see God on the other side. Hope to become exactly what he wants. A wave of love with God eliminates our pride. We're talking about our brave police and the difficult job they have with special guest Donna Michaels, author of Courageously Broken. So, uh, Donna, what about, how do a police officer or any other person that uh, has PTSD copes in the beginning? Well, I mean, you know, in the old days, and this is, this is just my belief, in the old days, you know, cops, firemen, military men, you know, there was a very strong brotherhood and, and, and unity. Um, and they, you know, alcohol is socially acceptable. And in the old days, you know, we didn't have all of the significant severe consequences that we do today, like DUIs and, you know, and all that. You know, cops would show up, break up a bar fight, send everybody home, and that was the end of it. If you were too drunk to drive, somebody gave you a ride home. I and mean, it was I'm not condoning alcohol, obviously, because, you know, there's alcoholism, there's people that clearly shouldn't drink, period, they just become mean drunk. But I truly believe that when, you know, alcohol and getting drunk became um, more taboo and unacceptable, um, and there were serious consequences when people didn't do it responsibly, especially in our line of work, um, the, the consequences for drinking is pretty, he pretty hefty. So then the question becomes is, well, how do you cope with these horrible things, these tragedies that you that you see? And, it, you know, it kind of makes me sad because, you know, coming from the military, going to law enforcement, I'm still very, very close with the people that I served with 30 years ago. We're family. Nice. But, you know, over the 20-year law enforcement career, I don't socialize with anybody I've worked with. It's once in a blue moon, you know, somebody will say, hey, you want to go to a concert? But, I mean, I can count probably on one hand how many social things I've done with coworkers in 20 years. It's, um, we just don't have that. It's a job. You do your job. You go home. You go to your family. None of us know each other's kids. Our families don't barbecue together. It's not like you see in the movies, you know, where they hang out together socially all the time. That's, 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 not, that's Hollywood. That's not reality. So then it becomes a case of, well, you don't want to go home to your family and you don't want to tell them about the horrible things that you saw at work that day. So, unfortunately, over time, and it's like you said about the complex PTSD, you see tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, and you just keep stuffing it in that, 
that little box and you file it in that, you know, shelf in the back of your brain and you try not to think about it. And over time, that that takes a toll because then that one bad call is going to come along, you know, and this was me and from talking to other people, this is what happened to them. One day, that one call, for whatever reason, is going to be so bad that it's going to blow up that box of traumas and now they all come flooding forward and they're no longer under control. They're, they're, you know, you're getting flashbacks of, you know, the smells and the sights and the screaming and the, the fear and the adrenaline. And, and so when you realize you have a problem is usually once that box has been blown up. Now you're having nightmares. Now you're being irritable and you're taking it out on your loved ones. You don't want to talk about what's going on because, number one, you want to protect your loved ones from the things that you've seen. And you can't tell anybody at work because you're afraid what they're going to think of you with the judgment that's going to come with it. They're going to tell you, oh, you know, you know, pick up your bootstraps and keep going. This is what you signed up for mentality. And so, unfortunately, that is what we're seeing now. We're seeing, well, we've been seeing for a while, is first responders that are boxing everything up and then one day it, it blows up. And they usually end up getting drunk and getting a DUI. Um, acting out in some crazy way, which gets the police called on them, and then they lose their gun and badge, and they get disciplined, and they lose everything. Or before it gets that bad, they decide that they're just going to end it all, and unfortunately our suicide rates are right up there with the veteran suicide rates. So it's a, it's a real, real problem, and the, law, the first responder community, law enforcement and fire combined, um, our leadership needs to do a much better job of, um, when they recognize, first of all, their people need to feel comfortable coming forward. Right. They and need I'm to know that there's not going to be um, repercussions for right. having problems. And yeah, because they need I, to do a I understand job of protecting the privacy. I understand that circumstances are not lo allowing for healthy outlets, and people may not be aware of this. But each year, 300 first responders die from suicide in addition to 22 veterans a day. And that's a huge number. So, yes, mm -hmm. th they need to make, they need to change things to where they allow Right, and it's on the rise because of everything going on in our country right now. The, the, the numbers are skyrocketing right now over the past year. It's been rough. And and not only that, but is there not a is there not a stigma around PTSD, oh, sure. especially when it comes to first responders and police officers and veterans? Absolutely. I mean, I remember when Chris Kyle, the uh, American sniper that they made the movie about, um, when Chris was murdered, and the veteran that that shot and killed him. The media made it sound like he, you know, he did what he did because of PTSD, and it, that wasn't the case at all. I mean, he had a, a he had other mental illness issues going on that had nothing to do with PTSD. Then there was a veteran on the rooftop in Dallas that was shooting and killing police officers from the garage above a few years ago, and again, the media, you know, oh, he he was a combat veteran, he must have PTSD. They just draw these assumptions, and they don't bother to you know, to do the research and find out that the average person who has a mental health issue like schizophrenia or bipolar disease or one of those other ones, um, they don't, those symptoms usually don't surface until or the early 20s, which is about the time someone gets out of the military if they only do four years. 
So they, just because they're a veteran, they go, oh, they must have PTSD, and that's why they went on this killing rampage. We didn't, it had nothing to do with PTSD. It was usually schizophrenia. Yeah, which or makes of that it even nature. more difficult for them to get help or to come forward with the fact that they have PTSD, lest they be judged. And, and we will continue right. talking about our brave police and what they go through constantly every day. We'll be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back, guys. And remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. All shows are available also as a video podcast. Just look for God is the Cure with Amy Cabo. Or type in God is the Cure and the podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo, which is her, excuse me, on the video, yeah, will show up. The song that just played was Lil Bit by Georgia Line and Nelly. Love that song. I can hear God in that one too. I didn't know it can get this good. Letting go and not sinning anymore. It was difficult and well worth it much better if only I knew this before it took showing God some love and a little bit of faith did go far didn't know there was so much to life having so much fun so elated it's bizarre with God nothing brings us down loving God who's always good despite rough times he wants us to be happy and have adventure as we should offer God go anywhere and we roll to fulfill our purpose for us being here because he loves us we become a pro prioritizing God has never been more clear we're discussing the hard work of our law enforcement officers with special guest Donna Michaels author of courageously broken Donna the majority of Americans I hope so anyway. Realize that law and order is the foundation of our country. What's your position on defunding police? <laughs> okay. 
on defunding police. I think it's um, <laughs> one step toward uh, anarchy. I mean, you've got to have law and order, you know, from children, you know, the way you see, I used to teach kids and I used to tell them, you know, you have school rules for safety, you know, no running in the hallways, you're slipping it fall, you know, no, you know, you can't swim in a pool without an adult or a, a lifeguard present. I mean, rules are there to keep people safe. Well, those rules, as we grow up, become laws, right? And that's, again, to keep a peaceful and safe society. And when you have people that don't like to follow the rules or the laws, you have to have someone who is willing to enforce it. So by defunding the police and by tying their hands to the point where they can't do their job, you're going to have anarchy. You're going to have those people who don't like to follow, you know, who've never been rule followers and don't want to, and just want to do what they want to do, running amok. And the good people, the good citizens, are the ones that are going to be victimized. And when they need the police, they're not going to be there or they're not going to be there fast enough, you know, in a timely manner to handle the situation. So I think it's the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard. I mean, I hear rules all the time. Just the other day I was on a web, uh, on a group uh, on Facebook and I mentioned God as my testimony for my success and I was reminded of the rules. You can't try to impose religion I'm like well I'm just saying my testimony but um, th there's rules everywhere you go I mean I everywhere there there's rules for everything what makes us think that we can minimize rules when it comes to regulating crime when it comes to controlling crime when it comes to keeping the society safe and we're gonna eliminate rules in, in that case that only benefits the criminals I don't see how it makes right. sense, if only for the criminals, but definitely not for the innocent victims. It's crazy. Right. And, our, and our forefathers, when they wrote our Constitution, you know, in our Bill of Rights, they put things in there, you know, and there's nothing wrong with talking about God, you know, and if someone isn't the same religion <laughs> as me and, or doesn't, or maybe they're just an atheist, you know, that's their right. I'm not going to tell them what to believe. That's their choice. But don't tell me how I should believe. I mean, that our whole country was founded on that, that very foundation. So it's our freedom of speech. And I think that honestly right now, um, and as you can see, I'm a, I'm a big, you know, Second Amendment supporter. But I think that the Second Amendment is there to protect our First Amendment. Because if we lose the ability to protect ourselves and defend ourselves, the next thing they're going to do is they're going to take away... You know our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion, and um, you know that's that's not okay. That if you don't like those, then you need to move somewhere where you know those that lifestyle and belief is already in place. And believe me, there's plenty of countries out there already functioning that way. That's why we we love our country, and that's why we love our freedom. Well, and that's why we serve in the military. Yeah, there's almost a concerted effort, and you know, believe it or not, it may seem overwhelming. But we are winning. They're losing the argument. They can't win us on the argument. I mean, there will always be the right to have faith and freedom of speech. Um, most Americans believe in that. So um, they're dreaming. But they'll try. They're always going to try. Evil always tries. But good always wins. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's the quote. Um, evil will 
evil can only prevail when good people do nothing. And as long as there's good people willing to fight, then evil can't prevail. Well, God didn't give good people a spirit of fear. We do fight. Right. <laughs> so That's why I named my dog Saint... My dog's name is St. Michael. He's the patron saint of the military and police. And it was St. Michael. I, I, I hope I don't offend anybody when I say this, but I refer to St. Michael as the badass angel. You know, he was the <laughs> one that cast Satan from heaven, and he was the one that defended the good. So, you know, St. Michael's always been my favorite saint. I love St. Michael. <laughs> I actually have a little St. Michael, little figurine. But that's yeah. interesting. He worked for the, for the army and the police, this dog. Wow. I mean, I love oh, dogs. My dog? No, no, my dog was given to me by one of my veteran brothers when I was going through um, my difficult time in 2017. We served together. And because St. Michael is the patron saint of both military and police, I thought this is the perfect name for him. So his name is St. Michael. We call him Saint for short. Although sometimes oh, nice. he's not a saint. <laughs> By the way, we all go through our dark times, especially if you have PTSD. It almost goes hand in hand, but we do survive. And my success was God, of course, and thanks to God, I have not seen dark times anymore. But I've been there. I've done that. I know it's rough. But tell me, Donna, how did you find laughter and love again? What's your success story? Um, for me, it was just, you know, coming, coming out. I was really, really frightened, you know, uh, to share my, my story. You know, somebody convinced me to turn my journal into a book. And putting my story out there was pretty scary. But I will tell you, it's probably the best thing I've ever done because the more I talk about, you know, my demons, um, the less my demons bother me. It's like, oh, they can't bother me anymore because now I talk about them. They're no longer a secret. So I, for me, it's... Um, and, and I mean, you know, it's just talking to the right people, surrounding myself with the right people, finding the people in my life that were toxic and that, that you know, brought me down, um, basically just telling them, look, unless you have something positive to bring, then I, I, don't, I don't have time for this. And um, some understood and were good, and then some honestly didn't know any other way. And I don't wish badly upon them, but... Sometimes you just have to look out for you and put yourself first, you know, when you know that something or someone isn't healthy in your life. Um, and that's kind of what I did with my father, you know. I love my dad. I never wished ill will upon him. I just, um, I just didn't need that toxicity in my life. I had a life to live. And I think that it's learning how to do that. And sometimes it's hard, especially if it's someone that's close to you, like, you know, a spouse or a parent or a, or a sibling or something of that nature. But... Um, you've got to at some point learn which, oh, for, and it's also knowing your triggers. I think that yes. was one of the biggest <laughs> things I took away from my therapy was uh, learning what my triggers were because so for so many years I had no idea cigarette smoking, for example, was a, was a huge trigger for me. And when I smelled it, it was like I felt instant rage. And it was a big problem between my mom and I because she was a chain smoker. And whenever she would smoke around me, I would just go off, and I would be just and really. And did you find a way to control your rage? Because some I, of us have issues with that. <laughs> it was honestly, it was just knowing it. It was just knowing that it was a trigger. Right, and then just so, to, just dealing with it, pretty much. Right. 
and we would love well, to hear from you. Call us if you guys want to say your comments or questions about policing. 1-866-34-TRUTH. 1-866-34-TRUTH. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Amy Cabo and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, our app, The Cure, and on social media. Look for God is the Cure. Later, the show will be available as a podcast. Well, actually, tonight, search for The Cure with Amy Cabo. Amy spelled with an I and a double E. Or type in God is the Cure and the podcast The Cure with Amy Cabo will show up. Yes, it's Amy French, but I'm not French. I'm Cuban. She that thinks she's Cuban. I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cuban born in Miami, but I'm still 100% genetic wise. I agree, okay. The song that just played was Starting Over by Chris Stapleton. Oh, and I know Spanish. <laughs> okay, more proof. <laughs> so, this is my take, guys. <laughs> we realize we can start over, and our past doesn't mean a thing. Forgiveness and second chances comes from God, who is our king. It takes trials to become strong. There will be bumps along the road. Those hit the hardest know they belong. If it gets heavy, Jesus lightens up our load. Heroes come from broken hearts. God keeps them close because he knows. They play a bigger part in a world tough to conquer from so many blows. God is the reason we can tolerate. What we face here does not compare. Suffering can be difficult to endure, but for what awaits, we must prepare. We are continuing our conversation with our special guest, Donna Michaels, and she's helping us realize what it's like 
what it is to be a law enforcement officer with PTSD, that is. Donna, so here's an interesting thing. You wear many hats. You were all also worked as a crisis intervention officer. What exactly is that? And can you tell us a story? When you made a difference, sure. throw us a bone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crisis intervention officers are trained to recognize when someone is in crisis. And we have a series of questions that we ask, and we determine if they are suicidal and if we believe they are a genuine threat to themselves and need immediate assistance, um, then we will transport them to a facility, a medical facility where they can get mental health treatment. Um, other times, you know, it's a matter of de-escalating someone who may, may be mentally ill, is on their meds, or I'm sorry, isn't on their meds, but they don't, um, they're just having like a really bad day or they're easily triggered. A lot of times we're trained to talk to them in a way that we can de-escalate them and, um, you know, get, have a voice of reason. It's, uh, it's, it's very tricky because obviously we're not physicians. Um, but we are trained in a way that we can assess them to determine whether or not they need immediate mental health assistance or especially with kids. We deal with a lot of kids. Um, if it's something that we can just leave them in the care of their parents and give their parents the resources they need to get their child assessed. Because a lot of parents just, they don't even know, is this normal teenage, you know, is this normal teenage hormones or is this something more, bigger and worse than that? You know, so. They um, might not even be aware. <laughs> Yeah, they may not even be aware, exactly. They just don't know. And sadly, because so many mental illnesses are genetic, many times the parents themselves are, you know, bipolar or, or something of that nature. And, yeah, they're struggling. And these are the, what we're seeing are the early signs of it. So a lot of times it's getting the parent pointed in the right direction to get their child, you know, assessed and, you know, by, obviously, a physician. Um, but, yeah, I was, I'm a CIT officer. I became a CISM uh, officer, which is a critical incident stress management. What that means is we respond to uh, traumatic calls or debriefings where all of the first responders may have witnessed something really, really traumatic that could cause them PTSD, and we sit down with them. And I really wish this had existed when I first became an officer. This is something that's fairly new in the, in the first responder community, but... What we do is we talk to them and we let them know, look, we've walked in your shoes. We know how you're feeling. Um, it's okay to talk about it. Here's our number. Everything is 100% confidential. Um, if you, I mean, then we tell them some of the things to be on the lookout for, whether it's nightmares or drinking more than usual or lashing out at your loved ones or just some of the little red flags they need to be aware of. And nice. if they are having some of these things that they, you know, it's perfectly okay to, to talk to somebody. We try to take that fear away from them and let them know that they're not alone and that, you know, those of us that have been around a while, we've been there and we get it. So, you know, I, I like I said, I wish that had existed early in my career because then who knows, you know, maybe what happened to me in 2017 wouldn't have happened. Maybe I would have reached out for help much sooner. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you seem to be a hero in every kind of way where PTSD is considered a weakness, you converted it into a strength and were able to help others. And and that's that's amazing. That really is. Well thank you. Thank and you. I just don't I just 
I want to pay it forward. I don't want anybody to ever feel the way I felt. And when, like I said, it was really, really scary going public with my story. Really, really scary. But then I thought about it, and I thought, if I can just stop one person from killing themselves, then it, then it's worth it. And I have been humbled and overwhelmed with the amount of support that I've gotten and, and people saying thank you from sharing my story. That it's really, it's just, I don't, I don't feel like a hero. I feel like I went through all that for a purpose. And, if, and I feel like my new purpose is to share my story so others won't feel so alone and won't ever get to a place where I was. And I'm sure you prevented plenty of tragedies. <laughs> and the people are like I, I don't you know. are very much needed. Yes. I, 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 I want to think that. I hope so. Well, trust me, sometimes just to know somebody cares is what somebody needs when, when they're most hurting. Or at least they know that there's somebody out there. Feeling alone could be quite very scary. But Donna... In the last words, um, you know, we have one minute left. Can you give our listeners some resources where they can learn more about PTSD? What would be your last message to them? Well, first of all, there, you know, I have a website. It is under construction today. We were getting, I mean, it's been up and running, but it's getting beautified. Um, the website is www.courageouslybroken.com. Um and we are adding a page of resources where there are retreats for veterans and first responders where they can go and get some true healing um, with their brothers and sisters, nice. uh, specially designed for them by other veterans, first responders who have become mental health professionals. Some of them are beautiful, like equine therapy in South Dakota to retreats in Colorado. There's some amazing places all over the country. They just need to know where to find the resources. So I will have a whole page of them, of those resources listed on my website. In addition, 10% of proceeds from everything that's for sale on my website goes to a nonprofit organization called Good Canine Academy in Texas where veterans and first responders can apply for a free, specially trained, uh, customized service dog just for them and their needs. Um, it is an amazing organization. So, and I am a big believer in service dogs. Nice. So, Donna, thank you so much for being with us today, and God bless. For more information on Donna's website or how to get in touch with, with her, it will be on com. That's where we post all the information of all our guests. But hopefully we have time for this prayer, because it's very long. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today thankful for the men and women on our police force who serve and protect us around the clock. We rest better each night, and we go about our daily lives in safety, knowing that our police force is always a phone call away to help us in our time of need. We pray your special strength and protection upon law enforcement officers as they go about their work of keeping the peace, preventing crime, catching lawbreakers, intervening in personal disputes, caring for victims, assisting the mentally ill, finding the lost, regulating traffic, keeping demonstrations peaceful, fighting the battle against drugs, intervening in domestic abuse, protecting against terrorism, investigating crimes, jailing criminals, and working with the court system. As we thank you for all these things that our police force does for us, we are overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. We also have a renewed sense of the complexity and enormity of their job. 
We thank you for each individual who has answered the call to this crucial service to our communities and for the spirit of service they exhibit. We pray that they will receive the support they deserve from the community, the funding and equipment they need to do their job, and the training that will keep them ready to face our changing needs. We pray your divine protection upon each of our policemen and women. We pray for them that no weapon formed against them will prosper. We pray that your protecting angels will surround them. We pray that they will be strong, courageous, and fearless. We pray that they will be protected by the armor of God. We pray that you will generously give them wisdom and discernment in every situation. We end by thanking you for the example of Christ-like service they give us for laying their lives on the line for us. For it says in the Bible, Greater love has no man than he lay down his life for his friends. John 15.3 We pray all this in the strong and mighty name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you to the Truth Network and the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air and all the other radios that carry our program including Sirius XM, Channel 131. A special shout out to our audio producer, Beth Ann, with the Truth Network. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. And please check our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo, our app, The Cure, or our website, GodIsTheCure.com. You can hear Thank you for our listeners for being with us. And until next week, be kind. Always give it your best and stay safe. And happy Mother's Day tomorrow. Until next Saturday. Oh yeah, happy Mother's Day. Much love. Be true to yourself and others. Maintain your values. And most importantly, keep the faith. the cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.